0: MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and
1: how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph.
0: The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the summit on fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto. I'll be there too.
1: And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this
0: year. It's Saturday, October 27th at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo, and tickets are selling fast.
1: Two-for-one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information, and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com.
0: That's right, folks. Get your two-for-one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up.
1: Finish your year of wellness in style at the Wellness Basecamp Camp in Bendigo, Saturday, October 27.
0: Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. WellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill.
1: Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill.
2: And I'm Baby Shark. To-do-to-do-to-do-to. Do, to do, to do, to. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. All right, let's just roll with it. We'll leave it in. All right, great. So, uh, every now, and I, was then, George... li- I was
2: planning on leaving it
1: in. <laughs> every now and then, George, we do an interview that kind of makes me a little bit nervous. And uh, so, you know, a couple of years ago, I did an interview, and uh, and I put my parents on the show. And I thought, oh. you know, it's this kind of nerve-wracking thing of like, what are they going to reveal about me? Like, what are they actually going to, you know, own up about me that just puts me to shame? And so, today's a little bit like that. Uh, we, we're joined today by my CrossFit coach, Maddie Barker. So he's 28 years old. He's been in the health and wellness industry, the health and fitness industry, for 10 years. He owns two CrossFit gyms. He seriously, he looks like he's like 21. How can he own two CrossFit gyms? He lives in a lifestyle based on optimal <laughs> health and wellness. Loves the outdoors. Loves to paddle on his surfboard. It's a high-fat, paleo-based diet, and loves experimenting with different protocols in regards to performance and clarity. So welcome to the show, Maddie.
3: Thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me, boys. I, I yeah, really,
1: we're excited. I am, I am a little bit nervous about what you're going to reveal about me and, and my weaknesses and you know, where I go when I struggle as I'm going through workouts, but, uh, but it'll be fun regardless. But before we get to that, Maddie, let's talk a bit about your <laughs> background. So- How did you get to the stage where already at 28 years old, you own two gyms and you're all over the diet, exercise, mindset stuff? Where did this all start for you?
3: Um, I guess it's kind of started for me when I was in year 10. Um, I was pretty much just, uh, so I'd been eating a pretty bad diet. Um, my parents didn't really have too much of an idea of, uh, you know, food quality and, uh, and, you know, how to feed us kids. And, um, so I guess I was overweight as a child a little bit, um, so, And then I guess I kind of got to a point where I was in year 10, there was girls, all of that, and I wasn't too happy with my rig at that point in time. So my my stepdad took me under his wing and, and we set up a little home gym at home and, um, yeah, we, we started busting out some weights. Not, not sure on how good it was or how good the program was, but ended up trimming off the puppy fat and uh, cleaning up my diet uh, my parents jumped into a, uh, a franchise called Sure Slim at the time, which was all about food and, uh, you know, wellness and, and stuff like that. So we kind of jumped on board that, um, oh, my brothers and sisters and I, and um, yeah, kind of got a lot out of that and started to to get into fitness a little bit more. And as I was going along, um, I started doing some wakeboarding. So I was wakeboarding a lot since I was about 16, so kind of on the water. and But my performance wasn't as good, obviously, because I was a little bit chunkier as a child. Um, And then from there, uh, I did my knee wakeboarding, actually, in a competition. So I used to compete and um, had to go into the gym and start doing some rehab. And uh, from there, I was kind of, you know, looking at the personal trainers going, well, doesn't look like a bad job at all. Um, I couldn't see myself really doing much more else. And I like being in the gym. And yeah, so I kind of did my course when I was around 18. And I've kind of done most jobs in the fitness industry, uh, you know, from managing gyms to um, sales to running CrossFit boxes and stuff like that. So I've kind of done everything and, you know, kind of just led into an opportunity uh, about 18 months ago with Mesomorph CrossFit, our first gym, uh, where there's six owners. So there's six of us. Um, all from different walks of life, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, the opportunity with our second box came, uh, I guess five months ago when, when I met, when I met you. So yeah, it's been a long journey, but it's been pretty cool.
2: Wow. Um, okay. So that sounds fun. I still can't get the baby shark song out of my head. Um, (laughs) I just feel like I need to close that loop for everybody. So just for context, before we started the episode, everybody, I played a song for them. And so wherever you are on YouTube or in the world, just type Baby Shark Song and you're welcome. You are welcome. So now (laughs) back to you. your question and your story. So uh, first, I think this entire episode should be dedicated to – Making Brett embarrassed about <laughs> yeah. everything here. I'm all over this this yeah. is a very, very rare opportunity that we have here. Um, but I think it's such an awesome topic. I love your background. I love your story. I mean, I was overweight. I've done it all. I've kind of been there. And CrossFit was a giant part of my life for probably eight years. Um, and I think it still is a part of my life. And and my favorite part about CrossFit was all the other doors that opened up to me where I, I learned that, you know, we see these athletes on television, right? The CrossFit games are all these people with eight packs and like, Oh, they go to a gym like an hour a day. But Really, it's the whole lifestyle that encompasses all of it. Like it's all the different pieces that come together to create that. And for somebody like you that owns two gyms, I mean, you have a you have to have a massive demographic spread of audience of of customers there. And so, you know, outside of the working out, like, what do you help focus on, or what do you do with your clients, with your gym members, with all of these people to ensure that like they're living like a long, healthy, functional lifestyle, and so they don't end up passing out on the floor
3: like Brett does. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, you know, the overview of lifestyle is the most important part. So, you know, exercise is obviously just one part, um, you know, so we work a lot on working on habits, you know, in regards to hydration, um, consumption, um, you know, food and different kinds of uh, protocols that you can work with, you um, so we, when we first opened, we actually had a holistic nutritionist on board with us um, and a really close friend of mine. And um, actually, myself and her did a 70 Days to Bulletproof Health and Vitality uh, just the year before where we literally just cut all the crap out of our lives, you know, down to, um, you know, like body soaps and stuff like that, toothpaste. Um, wow. So, yeah, like really, really pulled everything back um, you know, different gut health protocols and, and all of that, just, just for a test, just to kind of see, you know, how good you could feel. Um, and a lot of what I took away from that we've been using in the gym. Um, so we've done a few eight week challenges and, you know, stuff where I've got the guys to do a habit checklist where, you know, they're just They literally just need to tick off all these things, you know, so getting enough sleep, um, having apple cider vinegar, you know, more like gut health protocol stuff, doing a bit of fasting um, and then just kind of testing foods that work for them. Um, So, yeah, it's just a bit of everything, really. So,
1: Maddie, I'd love to, to, for you to talk a little bit about your experiences in the fitness world because, you know, I've spoken to uh, Dan from the CrossFit Box and he mentioned that he first met you at a different gym doing a different style of stuff that kind of sounded a bit like a F45 sort of stuff. And then um, I actually spoke to another guy just the other day who was from the Good Life gym. He said he knew you because he used to be a trainer at the Good Life gym. So you've obviously been through a few different modalities as a coach and I'm assuming probably been through a few different modalities as a Uh, A participant as well. So tell us a little bit about your journey in terms of what sort of fitness you've done and what you've liked doing and and why you sort of choose to exercise the way you do.
3: Um, Well, I've kind of, I I guess I started like any young boy, kind of got in the gym and pumped up the biceps and left the legs alone. So I guess I kind of looked a bit like a carrot for many years (laughs) at these tiny little... Tiny little linguini legs, um, and big biceps, and kind of you know ran off your your three sets of ten style operator, um, and then I guess from there I got bored. I actually just I'm more more than likely I just got bored. So I was uh, I needed to try something different, and it was in 2010 that I started seeing CrossFit pop up um, more on social media and stuff like that. Actually, more in gym fails. Um, and as much as it was hilarious, I was kind of going, well, that looks a lot more fun than what I'm doing. Um, and so I kind of looked deeply into that and, um, yeah, I went to a CrossFit box in 2000 and probably early 2011, um, where there was only five in Adelaide. Um, the classes were tiny and exposed myself to a different style of fitness. And I remember just being absolutely completely wiped out at the end of this session, like laying on the floor, just like what the hell happened to me? Um, and I was going, well, I feel like my clients need to be doing this. Um, so I was kind of introducing a few of those workouts in into, you know, into sessions that I was doing one on one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I, I, I did my level one course at the end of 2011 in Melbourne. Um, and I guess since then I just have kind of never looked back, you know, just I kind of keep exposing myself to different things as we're going along, but, you know, working in good life. Um, and I think, uh, so I was working at good life snap fitness, kind of just your global gym chains. And you no, know, I guess I was the only guy that was doing that style of fitness there, but a lot of the other trainers were doing it. They just didn't want to admit that they were doing CrossFit. So yeah, I guess, I guess CrossFit has been a big part of my life ever since 2011. And, um, that's all of fitness, just, you know, your functional self fitness, um, you know, it's stuff that, that most people are doing, but they just don't know that they're actually doing. If you kind of put a label on it,
2: got it. Now, I think that that's, by the way, amazing about the like the bulletproof cutting everything out, the skincare, the other thing. But I, I know eventually you guys settled back in. So now, you know, you live this lifestyle. You have two gyms. You've been all over the the spectrum with your health and fitness and f forty five and that. And so now you eat like a high fat paleo diet like how do you eat with like i'm i'm assuming you train at least once a day how do you eat to like fuel your body and keep yourself tip top with all that stuff like what's that look like for you
3: so I guess I've run through lots of different protocols in regards to that. Um, I had a stint doing keto for about six months, um, which I really appreciated. I, I loved it. I did the bloods. Um, you know, I did a lot of fasting, um, and that was really like, yeah, that was that that really opened my eyes to a whole different variation of food. I guess I was kind of eating a lot of uh, like rices and stuff like that. You know, just your standard like healthy eating, um, quote unquote. Um, but I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. Um, I guess mentally, uh, like the clarity and stuff like that wasn't there when I was eating carbohydrates. Um, so as soon as I exposed myself to that, I was like, wow, this is amazing, but it's probably not something that I could sustain for a long period of time. Um, so it was just a little bit extreme for me and, you know, having friends and going out for dinner and doing all that kind of a thing, it just wasn't working for me. So I started implementing a little bit more carbohydrate-based stuff. So sorry for the background, but it kind of leads on to why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Um, but, yeah, so I guess a, a standard day for me, uh, some days I fast, uh, depending on whether I'm training in the morning or the afternoon. If I'm training in the afternoon, I do like to fast a little bit um, and eat more food at night time. So I just, I just tend to eat more food at night. I, I kind of like it. It makes me feel good. Um, I sleep better. But uh, before I train, I generally eat, um, you know, carbohydrate-based, so generally something nice and quick, so kind of like fruit um, with some form of collagen-based protein. Um, I kind of stick on to like an atp sole protein. Um, And then after training, I do like to eat carbohydrates and protein again. I just feel like my body recovers really well within that time. Um, And then after training, I'll just eat kind of like a higher-fat-based diet So my carbs that I do eat, I'm not eating a lot of, but they're very fast release, you know. So yeah, fruit-based kind of after maybe something a little bit slower, more like a sweet potato. Um, I really enjoy sweet potato. I guess a lot of people like sweet potato, especially the fries. Um, And then towards the end of the day, definitely a lot more higher fat. So kind of lots of coconut oil, um, avocados, nuts, uh, stuff like that. It kind of just like levels me out a little bit more. Um, I don't feel like I'm – up and down regulating as much or getting any real big carb dumps towards the end of the night.
1: I think that was totally aimed at me. I am addicted to sweet potato chips, Matty, and you know it, so I'll just, uh, I'll just <laughs> I'll line up to that one right here. But um, Matty, I'm
2: curious. I'm, I'm, hold on. You should replace those, by the way, because Siete tortilla chips are my new addiction. They replace sweet potato chips.
3: <laughs> oh, what are they?
2: Yeah, see? Boom. They're made with they? They're made with cassava flour, so they're literally just cassava flour chips and they are amazing my friends on the company but they have nacho they have lime so they're like literally paleo doritos
3: no and way just just tell your yep. friends
1: that that paleo show needs to try something out george they just needed to like
2: yeah s-i-e-t-e we'll we'll hook it yep. up we'll see if they can sponsor a couple episodes that show just with chips just just you yeah they can
3: sponsor that if they can sponsor Matt Barker as well, that'd be awesome too. Yeah,
2: I, I totally cut you off, so I'm gonna shut up now. But I couldn't stop thinking about the chips when you said chips.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, anything chip form is amazing. Yeah, we're yeah, all, and yeah.
2: then I did, and then you want to talk about keto? Then I only dip them in Sir Kensington's avocado oil mayonnaise. I take the nacho cheese ones. I dip them in the mayonnaise, and that is the best snack ever. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I need to get yep, up. Mind blown. You're welcome.
1: Sorry. So. <laughs> Matty, what I wanted do- to ask you about is I'd love to know about your motivation, right? Because obviously, like, you're a pretty ripped dude. Like, you you put me to shame, definitely. I, I don't take the shirt off at the gym for that reason because I'm just a bit embarrassed. And, and you obviously like looking good. Like, you're a bit vain when you're straight around the gym. But, but you're also obviously interested in <laughs> optimal performance. You know, you've mentioned you're interested in mindset. So – like what what are your thoughts when you're when you're sort of saying, well, this bit worked, this bit didn't work? What are your goals? Is it about performing at your best at CrossFit? It's about yeah, what percentage of it's about looking good, feeling good, the mental side of things? What, what are you really trying to dial in when you're trying to get it right? When you're trying that you know the different ketos and that sort of
3: stuff? For me, it's more longevity. Um, it's I guess a lot of people around me a lot. I guess when I'm Especially owning the gym now. You know, I'm getting people that are a lot older than what I am as well. You're kind of seeing that, you know, especially you, mate. Um, you know, those nannas. Uh It's just looking at the, you know, the, the older demographic of people coming in the gym and people going, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know people saying oh you know I should have started a lot younger and you know like that's the general feedback that I get from you know anyone who is a little bit older than than me in the gym and I guess I'm kind of going all right cool what can I do now Um, or what I what can I expose myself to now that's going to give me yeah a um, you know really good performance Um, it's going to make me sleep better clarity clarity for me is really really big just due to the fact that I do such big days Um, you know whether it's whether it's coaching. So I want to obviously have my head on my shoulders when I'm doing that, be able to give the best attention ever. Um,
2: yeah, because Brett needs extra attention, I'm sure.
3: Oh, you do. You do. There's what? a rules. He's in a special class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should have started this morning. He turned up and he looked like a caveman. He looked like he walked out the bushes. He had like this fuzzy hat on. It was like two different colors. Like the outside was like white, and the inside was black. And he's like, "Oh, man, he this." And it was just sweat-filled caveman. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, um, but yeah. So, you know, I guess, I guess the uh, the performance-based stuff and the clarity, you are always going to get an end result of a better physique. So, I'm not really aesthetically driven like I used to be, um, when I was obviously wanting to lose weight and stuff like that. Whereas I now know that the better food I put in my body and, you know, the more nutrient dense stuff I put in my body, the better result I'll get in turn because I'll be able to train harder. So, um, I guess, I guess that's my motivation. I just like to, I just like to train hard and I'm very numbers based, um, very analytical in regards to training. Um, So, yeah, it just naturally occurs that I need to be fueling myself and everything that I do eat um, needs to be for something, whether it's recovery, whether it's for performance or clarity. um, They're kind of the three things that I like to work off.
2: Got it. Got it. So now knowing all of that, and I love that motivation, by the way, um, you know, I always say that, like, I just want to be able to do backflips with my kids. when I'm 80. Like, that's my goal. Yeah. Just functionally moving, playing. I like trampoline park in my backyard. Like, I'm good with all that stuff. So <laughs> you eat very clean. And by the way, you guys are going to get addicted to Siete chips. You're welcome. <clears throat> we'll send the Siete. And um, so with all of that and with the measurements and all that other stuff, what I want to know is I want to know what your, like, secret go-to, like, ultimate indulgence meal is
3: ultimate
2: indulgence meal outside yeah. of outside of paleo outside yes outside of paleo well you can indulge in paleo like what is the thing like mine like legit like i could eat a stack of chocolate chip pancakes that's like three feet high and i would wow. go to t- totally game game on like whether, <laughs> whether it's paleo or not like you train all year right to hit regionals or whatever or you go to regionals or you do the open like what's the post open meal what's the post regionals meal like what's the post like hard training meal
3: Oh, 100% burgers and chips. Yeah. Yeah. It just like lots of cheese, lots of, (laughs) lots of meat. Um, and just, yeah, lots of chips. I love chips. I could eat chips all day. Chips are like fries, right? In my, yeah, fries. Yeah. Got it. Deep fried, crunchy chips.
2: Yeah, see, and that's why I love Europe too. I was just in Amsterdam and they serve mayonnaise with their fries. Like, those are my type of people. Yeah. That's the win right there. Brett, what's yours, by the way? After he kicks your ass in the morning, like, yeah. what do you
1: what do you like to go home oh, and well, eat? I was, I was just talking to Addy about this the other day, but like, my weakness is definitely like any sort of paleo treat. Like, any sort of, like, I just, I'm just obsessed with like, yeah, anything that says it's paleo lets me justify that I'm really being healthy even though I'm just eating bucket loads of sugar. And so uh, and that's definitely my weakness. We were actually talking about this the other day. I said to Maddie, I said, look, you know, I've, I've yeah, got a dad bod because I eat too many paleo treats and I'm totally okay with that. They make me happy.
2: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you know, my friend Melissa Melissa from the Whole30, she says it right. She, she calls it sex with your pants on. <laughs> She's like <laughs> – Paleo <laughs> treats are like having sex with your pants on. So either <laughs> stop or go do the real thing. <laughs> I so,
3: love them. But they taste better.
2: Paleo treats taste I, better. Th- I, think, right. I think I think they do taste better a thousand percent. Like I mastered my business like making paleo treats because I was a fat kid and I just <laughs> wanted to eat good treats and like some of the things that I made shockingly enough, like actually the pancakes in my book, the the ones on page ninety five are better than any regular pancakes I've ever had. And they're we'll completely pan- so yeah, I think it's amazing. I think I think it's great. So yeah, paleo treats are definitely definitely a good thing. And then coffee. Coffee's another one.
3: And then oh yeah, I love coffee too. Probably have yeah. too much coffee.
2: Yeah, i I've been caffeine free for like seven months and it was probably like the best health decision I've ever made in my life.
3: Wow. How did you go when you first weaned off it?
2: Uh, I crashed hard, hard for like three days. Um, And then after the three days, like I really over, I like almost was like borderline, like hypernatremia. I drank so much water trying to get rid of my headaches. Uh, (laughs) And after that, the headaches were gone. It was great. And then um, I'd say I felt sluggish but it felt kind of normal for like 20 21 days but then i realized that like day 22 day 23 i had like an extra 50 percent of energy and i was like what the hell is this and then i realized and like oh it took that long for my body to kind of like reset and do its thing but then after that i had no more energy crashes i had no more like energy slumps during the day like i literally have sustained energy straight through the day no matter what i do
3: that's amazing. Nice.
2: Yeah. Like so it, it. it's definitely, and I think I think more than anything, right? Like nothing, you know, like nobody in my opinion can eat paleo for their whole life, or can drink coffee for their whole life, or do anything. Like our bodies get adapted, and you know, become immune to certain things, or get oversensitive, or you know, they don't have the same effect. So I think always like cutting things out. Like I love like once a quarter, like detoxes or removing things like that, so we can keep our bodies like really aligned to like what we're doing.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, agreed. Now, Maddie, I'm going to ask a question here because it's not the Maddie Barker show. This is that Paleo show. So I'll ask you a question instead of you asking George questions. So, Maddie, (laughs) let's let's talk about recovery, Maddie, because I I follow you on Instagram because obviously I just don't get enough of you at the gym. So I follow you on Instagram as well. And uh, and you are always working out. You've always got some different little session that you've got, usually described as some description as spicy because that seems to be your favorite. (laughs) And uh, But what do you do to recover between all of this stuff that you do? Because you are just constantly on the move.
3: Um, So I definitely have scheduled in active recovery days. Um, So probably the first three days of the week, I end up working out pretty hard. Um, So some kind of strength component, some kind of gymnastics component and conditioning. And then when it gets to Thursday, I'm pretty smoked. So... I do like to move regardless. I guess like that's my my tendency a little bit um, ADD style. So I just can't like stop moving as you probably know, kind of a bit like you um, so when it comes to Thursdays, like generally I'll just do like some kind of conditioning piece, where I might just go for like a run or, you know, just do something quite small and stuff like that. But to me, that is recovery. As long as I'm not loading up my body with, um, heaps of weight and stuff like that, or um, do anything crazy, um, I would class that as a bit of a chill day. Um, and then also do the same on a Sunday. So whether I do some kind of like stretching or mobility or sometimes yoga um, or surf, you know, generally on the weekends, I like to, I like to surf more than I like to be in the gym. So to me, I guess that's probably more my recovery base.
2: Got it. Now I have a question. I've always wondered this and I can't believe I've never asked. Like you own two crosshair gyms. Like you're like in the gym. Like you love the gym, obviously, or you love your clients. Do you ever? Get into a space where you're like, you're just in the gym too much, and like, you just need to take like breaks from training. Like, you need to spend a week just like riding a mountain bike or going surfing or doing any of those things. Do you ever have those like reset periods?
3: Uh, yeah, I do. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. When we, uh, when we got the second gym, it was just, it was nuts. We had, Two of our other owners actually go away. <laughs> they went to America. They went to the CrossFit Games and, you know, they went to watch and we literally were stuck. We got two coaches over two boxes. It was 21 days straight working, Whoa. training, like, you know, just like implementing new systems, doing all kind of that, and I was just fried. Like I just had nothing left. I didn't want to look at a barbell. I was just, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right. I didn't want to do anything, so... I guess my escape was definitely getting outside, but I surfed quite a lot in that time. And for me, that's that's amazing. Getting out there, you don't really think about anything else, um, bar what you're doing and obviously not getting eaten by sharks in South Australia. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
2: afraid to get in the water when I come there. Every time I see anything <laughs> great white, it's all Australia, all Australia. <laughs> right I'll, oh I'll and then and, and, and,
1: George we'll go shark d- cage diving it's
2: awesome oh yeah 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 let me be an idiot and get in a cage that they can get in so trapped in it with them. It's so like good. I'd <laughs> rather actually get in the water without a cage like <laughs> authentically because you, you... you've seen that video online the dudes are cage diving and the shark comes over the top and gets in the cage nice.
3: yeah yeah
2: have you seen that I'm like no like I pooped my pants watching that like I'm good <laughs> like I'm I'm good, man. Like I, I, gotta, I don't need uh, to die 17 hours away from my home. I can just come <laughs> home to my family and sit on my couch and watch somebody else do it.
3: Uh, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll show you the video so, when you come over, George. I'll show you the video of me doing it. You can enjoy me pooping my pants. No, I, you
2: know, I, I got to be honest. Like, <laughs> I got to be real. Like I would probably totally do it. I just... I'm like I like you. If you're like you want to go, and I'm there. I'm like, yeah, let's go, right? And then after, I'm like, God, that was so stupid. Like, why did I do that? Oh man. So I have a I have a question about the longevity of of all of this in CrossFit because I love um, CrossFit. Like the foundational principles of CrossFit, right? Like being able to do multiple things across multiple modalities. Like I always define it of just being like functionally fit. And I think the biggest misconception, which is nuts for me that I still see, even though we've been talking about CrossFit for ten years, is that people like, oh my god, it's so hard and you lift so much weight. And um, I feel like the best part of all of this is the sustainability, where like you can tone it down, you can apply it to fifty-year-olds, thirty-year-olds, sixty-year-olds. Like you can do it forever. So my question question is like, do you see yourself like literally doing CrossFit to like the day you die or because you've tried like F45 and all those other things, do you see like a shift or a trend in a different direction? Like how do you feel about the longevity of CrossFit in general and then for people and for you in life?
3: Uh, I definitely see a longevity in CrossFit. Absolutely. Um, we just like as a name CrossFit anymore after
2: the lawsuits. (laughs)
3: Yeah, that's it. It might be something totally different. It might might come back to functional fitness. Um, So, no, I definitely see it it, um, having a really long term. Um, In regards for me as well, so do I. I think there's a massive misconception with CrossFit and I think the thing is is that people feel that they need to go really fast. Mm. Um, And, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is that, And what I like to teach as well is that each different workout has a purpose and there's different speeds for different workouts and there's different ways to attack things. And, you know, it's not all go. Whereas when CrossFit first came out, it was literally like, you just pick up that barbell no matter how heavy it is and you go, like you just go, 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 go um, until you're on the floor and you're sweating and all of that, but you made it, you know, you didn't go. So I guess a lot of that now is like, you know, on days that you don't feel like lifting or, you know, you're tired or stuff like that, it's more intuitive. It's like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to lift that heavy and, um, to get a result, you know, and scaling's not failing. And I, and I love to preach that, you know, scaling is not failing whatsoever. And just because you don't RX a workout or, you know, you complete it at the benchmark weight that is set, it doesn't mean that you haven't done the workout you've just done it in your way that time. And, um, I guess CrossFit is still by far the most advanced style of fitness on the market, um, because it does cover everything, you know, it's got mobility, it's got strength, it's got conditioning, gymnastics, it's, you know, it it covers a total broad domain, like you were saying of modalities. And, um, I I think that the mobility factor is what sets us apart. It's being able to go, all right, cool, we're gonna teach you a whole heap of stuff that later on in life, if you do have a sore shoulder, you know how to fix it. So we're actually teaching people skills, lifelong skills that they can use.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, that's I think, I think that's so amazing. It's such a distinct point and I love it. And it's like it's like how Brett does paleo, like scaling isn't failing. The paleo treats?
1: <laughs> paleo <laughs> treats. Yeah. Well, I like that his answer because I'm totally taking that as permission to, you know, when I'm not feeling it and when I'm feeling a little bit tired, just to stay in bed. Because he said that's okay. I'm, that's, what I, that's
2: what I heard anyway. So, Come on. You, know, <laughs> you go to – some days you
3: might as well stay in bed.
2: But what do you – What do you mean staying in bed? You go to the 9 a.m. class anyways. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. He's with the soccer mums. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's on now. On that
1: note, I might wrap it up uh, because we've got to half an hour very conveniently at this time. So, Maddie, um, obviously, people want to find out more about you. And so they can check you out like I do and and watch all your uh, awesome workouts on Instagram at Maddie Barker. And it's Maddie with one T. So it's M-A-T. T Y B A R K E R. And they can find you yes. on Facebook, Matty Barker. And then obviously find yep. out more about Mesomorph CrossFit at au. So thanks for coming
2: on board, mate. Thank you so much, guys. It was a blast. I'm going to go stalk you on Instagram now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds yeah, good, guys. mate. I just, just for, did it before.
2: Thanks for paying me out for half
1: an hour, guys. It was great. So. For everyone else, uh, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatshow.com. And let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show.
2: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on
0: iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.